Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I don't know about you, but I was dying to get back into the gym. Like it was so long. I was really starting to miss the little things like wiping down the machine after somebody sweat all up in there, you know, or even hearing the trainer, the workout leader yelling at me, shouting at me to get another rep in because I need that motivation. Vaccination is the most effective way to help prevent COVID-19 and get back to the good times. Find a COVID-19 vaccine location near you at vaccines.gov. That's V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S dot gov. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today is a look behind the curtain of Acme itself with Frankie the Bouncer. I feel like Frankie is a very polarizing figure, but of course, because when you're the bouncer at a club, people either love you or they hate you. And I'm not going to lie, when I used to get rejected from Acme back in the day, I was not so happy with Patrick. Love you, Patrick. But I was like, this guy fucking sucks. He doesn't realize how amazing I am. But that's not the attitude that you should have towards a bouncer. You should... Oh, I mean, you'll have to listen to the episode to find out what kind of attitude you need to have. But before we get into that, I'm going to answer a few of your questions, go over a few things from this past week, and then we'll get right into it. I just want to say I went to my first influencer event and... It was in Montauk and it was a like surf camp. And it was my first like influencer overnight event type thing. I don't really like the word influencer. I don't like calling myself an influencer. Like I'm a podcast host. But when you have a following, you have an influence and therefore influencer. And I have to say, I had low expectations. I did not know what it was going to be like. And it was really really fucking fun. Like so much fun. I will I will say one thing, which is that nothing is what it seems. Like until you meet someone in person, their Instagram shares a different story. The highlight reel is an understatement. Some people don't look anything like their photos. I mean, like it's wild. So just don't ever think or compare or say like, oh my God, I have stretch marks or I have this about my body and they don't. Trust me, they do. And people, just because you're an influencer and you have a following and you get a bunch of likes, people are still insecure, you know? Like not everyone is bulletproof and I just want that to be made completely clear. 
Somebody asked me to talk about how to be respectful in disagreements with your partner. Well, I can only speak to this because I'm newly respectful. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I did not have the best foundation for fighting with my partner. My relationship now has taught me so much and my partner is never disrespectful to me during a fight. And so that has definitely helped me be not disrespectful as well. And also therapy, of course. And I think the way to not be disrespectful is to, first of all, use I statements. Like I am feeling blah, blah, blah. Not like you're making me feel this and like, you know, fuck you and whatever. You say, I felt blank when you did blank. You know, it's like when we were kids and we learned that like fill in the blank way of speaking, that still applies today. Like just really say how you feel and say it correctly and say it well and don't blame somebody else. Like the only person you can control is yourself. The only emotions you can speak on are your own. So using I statements is helpful. Taking a pause, making sure you're not raising your voice, you're not cursing. Speaking to them as you would speak to a friend is really, really important. And you know, if you would feel disrespected, if they spoke to you the way that you're speaking to them, don't do it. Taking someone back after a drunk cheating poll. Okay, so we did this poll and it was like, would you take someone back if they cheated on you while drunk once and they're really remorseful and they say they'll never do it again? And it was like 66% of you said yes. And I was shook to my core. And we're talking like boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend situation, not marriage with kids. Because marriage with kids, things get complicated. And like Esther Perel talks about taking someone back with cheating and figuring it out together. And that, I I do see that and I can agree with that. When you're somebody's girlfriend or boyfriend and they cheat on you drunk and you take them back, I am so confused. Like, first of all, you're always going to think about the fact that they cheated on you. I personally, I'm just maybe talking about myself. Like I would always think about that. I would always bring that up. Like I wouldn't be able to just get past it. It would always be a thing in my mind every time they went out or every time they got drunk. So unless they became sober or some crazy change, I don't see how that could ever, ever work. And also like, why should I take back someone who cheated on me when they were drunk when there's a million people in the world, more probably, that wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why give that one person a chance when there are probably a bajillion other people who would never even think about cheating on me who I could give the time of day to? You know, like, I don't know. Second chances have not worked out for me in my past. I'm not saying that they don't work out, period. There's always exceptions. But every time I've tried to take someone back for cheating or I've tried to reconcile with an ex, it never worked out ever, ever. And I really don't believe that like anyone ever cheats just once. Like you only got caught once. But if you're drunk cheating, that's behavior that happens over and over again when you are drunk. Okay. So there's a viral TikTok and it basically says that if a man doesn't touch a woman on the first date, it means that they're into you. This is really interesting. I, and and the basis is like, because, you know, if he's afraid to touch you, it means that he respects you and he really wants to be with you and blah, blah, blah. 
Interesting. Okay. I don't agree, but I will say my boyfriend did not touch me at all on the first date. He did not kiss me, but because he claims now he was playing the long game, like he knew what he was doing. He he was like, oh, every guy probably kisses her on the first date. I'm going to not and make her wonder if I'm into her. Whatever. Annoying. But I don't know if I agree with this because I've had plenty of dates where we kissed on the first date. We ended up dating for years and then I was the one to break up with them. So I don't think that this is a flawless theory, but this woman's point is that a relationship built on the foundation of physical won't last. That I do agree with. I think it has to be so much more than sex. Sex is obviously not enough for a relationship to be sustained. And actually it reminds me of White Lotus. If you're watching, it's honestly the best, most entertaining show on TV right now. It's on HBO Max. And this couple who just got engaged, she's like, you know, is it just about sex for you? And he's like, no, you know, but the fact that she even thought about that is so odd to me because I'm like, can you imagine marrying someone just because of sex? Like, that's crazy. I don't think I know one couple like that. And that to me is absurd. If that's a real thing that happens out there, absurd. Like I would love to know more about that. But I I don't think this theory is true. I think if they touch you nonchalantly, like they like think that they can do whatever they want to you, which first of all is like bordering on so not okay. But if they do, then I'm like, maybe they don't take you seriously. But also why would you want to be with someone that like touches you without your permission on a first date anyway? You know, if they ask and then they touch you in a romantic, sweet way, that's one thing. How to not take someone's mood personally and let it affect your day. This could be a significant other or a friend, etc. This is really hard, especially for someone like me personally. I am a projector when it comes to human design. You should definitely check out what yours is. You can Google human design. And I am very easily influenced by other people's emotions. But... I also have very strong, like almost like a force around me. And when somebody, like when I can, like for example, like one of my best friends called me the the other day and she had a serious drama. And immediately I like tapped out of my emotional part of it to like be there for her. Because I knew that like if I was taking on her emotions as she was telling me this, I would not be able to respond indifferently. And that's how she needed me. And so obviously nobody's perfect at controlling their emotions, but because of therapy, especially cognitive behavioral therapy, I have been able to get into wise mind and get out of emotion mind. And I feel like it's so important to do this when somebody has like a mood thing, because it's so easy to be affected by this, especially when it's your partner, you know? you want them to be happy and like they're an extension of you in in a lot of ways. And so if you let their mood affect you, like it could really, it could really take down your whole day. So it's really important to protect your space, do something that's like unique to making yourself happy that gets you out of that headspace. Like maybe it's just like going on a walk, clearing your head, calling a more positive person in your life, being there for someone else, you know, but it's really hard and don't feel guilty if you let someone's mood affect you because that happens often. What you can also do is try to get them in a better mood. Like try to 
introduce humor into the situation. I feel like that often helps. Like I'll watch a funny TikTok or I'll bring up a joke between us that will lighten the mood a bit. Somebody asked, and this is the last question, did things you went to therapy for in your early 20s become clearer after your Saturn return? I have to say, and for anyone listening who's like, what is a Saturn return? We've had an episode on this. It's with Aliza Kelly. You can look back in our episodes. Um, But a Saturn return is basically an astrological transit that occurs when Saturn returns the same elliptical longitude that it occupied in the moment of your birth. So this is essentially something that happens between like 27 and 30, right? And it basically is when your whole life changes. And I am serious when I say, I started this podcast when I was 27. I am almost 31. And my whole life is different. I have a like basically a different personality. I have an entirely different job. I'm sober. I'm in a healthy relationship and not looking for the same things I was when I was 27. And I mean, it's really wild. And so, yes, I will say the things that I went to therapy for in my early 20s became so much clearer after my Saturn return. Like after my Saturn return, I didn't want anything that wasn't serving me anymore. Like I was completely turned off to anything that wasn't in the path of my alignment. And Saturn return like really shakes up your foundation. It will expose all your weak points and immaturities and like make things unstable so that they can then become stable again. So if you are someone who is within that age range and you're like, my, you know, my shit is not good right now, just wait, just trust the process and you will get there. I guarantee it. And that's why it's okay to like meet your person after 30 because you are complete in my opinion at that point. Okay. On to Frankie. Hope you enjoy. When I was away on that little influencer field trip, it was a perfect opportunity to catch up on some of the sexy stories from Dipsy that I had been hat like that I had on my list because I am always checking the app for the new stories that come out. And it's just so hot. Like whatever you're into, maybe it's like girl on girl or guy on guy or, you know, like cheating stories or whatever you fantasize about that's like not your reality. It's just so hot to be able to hear these really sexy voices read you stories. Like it just does it for me. I don't know about you, but I mean, these stories are designed to turn you on. And let me tell you, it works. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and like immersive scenarios. So you feel like you're right there in the middle of a hookup, which is really fucking hot. Let me tell you. For listeners of the show, Dipsy offers an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days full of access for free, like full of orgasms. Hello. When you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme, dipsystories.com slash Acme now. The humidity this summer has been wild. Like I 
finally just recently started using a straightener on my hair, which I haven't done since like middle school because anytime I don't, it just frizzes up so much. And I was like, I really need to get back into my function of beauty routine. So thank God my new shampoo and conditioner and hair mask just arrived. If your hair also gets frizzy in the summer, maybe it gets oily, whatever it does, you can switch up your hair goals and like actually choose a formula that's perfect for you. And not to mention your color and fragrance of your choice. If you go to functionofbeauty.com, you can take a quick hair quiz and they'll send you a 100% customized formula along with a regimen card with recommendations on when and how to use your products. It's really amazing. So turn your good hair days into a good hair life. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Acme and let them know that you heard about it from our show and then you'll get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash Acme now. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co-hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real-life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight-year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with Frankie Caratini, the gatekeeper to Acme. Hey, Frankie. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you in the daylight for once. I know. <laughs> you know, it's it's good to know that we both look good outside of the candlelight. I agree with that. <laughs> That's a very true statement. So Frankie, how old are you and where are you from originally? I am 31 years old, almost 32. And I, I like to say that I'm from the East Coast because I, okay. I come from divorced parents and mm-hmm. grew up between DC and Florida. Okay, love that. And what is your current relationship status? Uh, single. Okay. <laughs> um, what was your last relationship like? Give us a little tidbit if there, if there was one. My last relationship, um, well, my last serious relationship was five and a half years, um, and it ended in 2017. Okay. And then I sort of like casually dated a bunch of people, went on a lot of Tinder dates. Tinder Mm. was really quite new when I went through my breakup, um, or new to me, I would say, because when I was dating my uh, previous significant other, him and I met in a bar, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. I actually remember that I was actually on Tinder when it was in beta Mm -hmm. and it was just like people from New York and LA. And I went on a Tinder date when I was like 23 and I ended up like dating the guy. It was like my first Tinder date ever. So I guess Tinder, you know, crushes it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I met some like really great guys where we had like a fling and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are now like really good friends and like, actually yeah. like there's one guy, um, I'll shout out to Pat King who, um, 
like he, I throw like creative consulting work to him all the time. And he's like a, now like a really good friend. I never had any horror stories. Like I just had dates that simply were like, you're really nice. I'm not upset that I'm on this date and it's not going really like the way that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Sort of just like subpar, but you know, I'm, I'm not upset that I'm here right now. And it's not yeah. like you're like this, you know, um, emotional terrorist that I'm sitting across from. Yeah, that's always good. So I know the answer to this, but for people listening, when is your birthday? September 14th. Same as Amy Winehouse. Oh my God. May she rest. (laughs) May she rest. Miss her every day. Um, So you're a Virgo. Love that. Um, And Virgos. So I have like Virgo all scattered all over my chart. So I understand what it's like, you know, being a perfectionist and, and things like that. Um, What signs like your long-term relationship, for example, what sign was that person? He was a Libra. And what's really crazy is that um, his birthday is September 27th. And I have like four other friends that are September 27th. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's birthday. It's also Gwyneth Paltrow's (laughs) birthday. Um, And I've dated like, uh, like two other people with the same birthday. So it's kind of crazy. There's definitely something to that. Also, just saying that I'm September 28th. So that makes me feel close to you in a way. It does. Um, Yeah. My Libra queen. Yes. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Acme. It's so funny. Everyone thinks that I work at Acme. Um, Like (laughs) I will get messages being like, hey, we're upstairs. Like, can you help? And I'm like, no, I like, I just don't have like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, but you know, you actually do have the privilege of being the gatekeeper. So how did that happen? Especially post COVID, which is like a whole new world when it comes to going out. It is so new, you know, me getting into this role, I really started out as a patron when, you know, I've been going since they first opened and Um, Really, Acme opened around this time where like sort of the speakeasy concept was sort of phasing out because like people, you know, there's not a ton of money in a a nightclub that only holds 100 people, I guess, or like people just couldn't get it right. Um, And Acme has sort of been this like really, you know, it's both a very nostalgic, but like maintains the status quo and like is very simple. It's got a, a strong drinks great people and a disco ball and great music. So Mm. like, you know, all the, all the accoutrements to a great party. And so, you know, me as a patron, um, you know, I would go often and then I started becoming friends with like the staff and the GM and, um, out of the blue, my friend was working coach Jack and she was like, do you know anyone who wants to work coach Jack? And so I asked my boyfriend at the time. And so my boyfriend started working coach Jack And then when he was leaving, they were like, hey, he was really great. Do you know anyone else? And I was like, well, I have nothing going on. So I'll work Kocheck. And um, they were like, are you sure? This seems a bit above your pay grade. I'm like, no, it sounds like a fun idea. Like, you know, here's to doing something spontaneous. So, you know, I started doing it and I was doing Kocheck for like one season and, um, you know, Patrick, the, the original doorman, the OG. the OG was leaving. And I was like, you know, I would love to do your job. And he was like, really? I was like, truly. And he was like, all right, I'll put your name in the hat. 
So I interviewed for it. And, you know, that's how I started doing just Wednesdays and Thursdays. I also had a full-time job. So that was when Benny was there too? Benny was Friday and Saturday. Ah. Yeah. I was the the understudy for for holidays. (laughs) So Benny would be gone for the holidays and I would step in. Um, but you know, still do co-check down the stairs. So I knew like every patron who came in. So that's where sort of the post COVID thing happened where I had sort of stayed with the company throughout COVID and like Mm -hmm. helped out wherever I could. And then when Acme came back, the GM was like, you're the doorman. This is it. You know, let's go lights, camera action. Exactly. And was there any sort of like secret sauce? Because everyone's always asking, you know, how do you get in? How do you get in? I I personally don't know what to say. I just say, you know, be nice to the person at the door and hope for the best. But is there some sort of secret sauce? I mean, I know what the answer is, but I have to ask. You know, the, the secret sauce is like, there is no secret sauce. I can tell you like some really basic things that I I sort of pick up on, you know, as a, a Virgo, you know, we're really observant and we pick up on the tiniest little minute details. But, you know, like a really good example is like last week, you know, all these people were sort of like screaming my name and it's the people who are still in the chaos that I notice. So like, if you're just sitting there patiently waiting for me to acknowledge you, I'll mm. acknowledge you a lot quicker if you aren't screaming my name or, you know, just clamoring for my attention. Right. I feel like just putting this episode out is like dangerous because we're revealing your name. And now I could see people being like, hey, um, can you tell Frankie I'm looking for him? Right. And then like you come and what do you do if you have no idea who this person is? Well, all the time people are like, yeah, Frankie told me to come. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Frankie told you to come. Interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. um, well, I, you know, I don't know where he is. So I can't, right. I can't do anything. So That's I guess you're really putting a face to the name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'll say that people are like, yeah, my friend Lindsay told me I could come oh, for my no. birthday. And I looked at her and I was like, well, you know, I know Lindsay per- personally and she has my phone number. So she should have texted me like that you were coming. And she just right. sort of like looked at me very like quizzically, like, is this going to like ruin tonight? And I was uh-huh. like, I can't help you tonight. You have Aww. eight people. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So going back to Patrick, Patrick was at Acme forever. From what I know um, and have heard from him, part of the reason why he left, uh, he I know he wanted to pursue acting, but there was also like a brawl that happened. And yeah. and someone like hit Patrick in the face, apparently. Do you know anything about this? I'm like, um, I feel like we're all still trying to uncover what happened and what went down. Uh, you know, and people still... Act, it's crazy that people are still talking about this because it's now been... Patrick's been gone since um, like... 2019, mid, uh, like March, 2019, something like that. And, um, so sort of what happened was there was a guest who, um, was upstairs and I don't know if you know this, but a reservation upstairs does not guarantee you entrance to downstairs. Um, and I guess he like got a little belligerent, but also Patrick was like, no, like you can't come in tonight. Like I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the guest got belligerent threw a glass at him. And that's really sort of, I I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So it is really not as, it is dramatic, but just sort of not as a cautionary tale as everyone 
It's so scary. Like that is crazy. Since you've been doing the door, what's like the craziest thing that you've witnessed? I mean, I've had people like people offer me really crazy things. Like I had this woman who was a dentist who like, I just, she was drunk. Like, and I mean, I didn't want to let her in. And, um, she was like, I'll give you a free <laughs> dental cleaning. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at this woman. I'm like, babe, like I got great dental insurance. Like I'm going to need something better yeah. than, than a dental cleaning. But then like on the flip side, like I get, I've had people call me the craziest things and like, when I, people, especially in New York, don't like to hear the word no. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think it brings out a really ugly side of people in New York. When you tell them no, there's totally people who are like, yep, no worries, another time. And then there's those who I'm like, I can't do it tonight. And they're like, F you, you effing faggot, like blah, blah, oh. blah. Oh yeah, it's, it's so egregious. Um, but what's in interesting is it's sort of, to me, like, you know, when like um, in dating where you don't give someone attention or they slip into your DMs or whatever, right. and you are like, hey, I'm not interested. And they're like, you know, turn into this monster. Monster. And then you're like, I'm so happy that I made that decision. Yeah. This summer, I am just not eating the way that I usually am. Like I usually have the same thing for breakfast and lunch, but I am running around all summer. And if I'm going to do that, it means so much to me to when I do eat, eat something that's really good for me, you know, like Daily Harvest. If you haven't heard of Daily Harvest, they've got delicious smoothies that are all built on organic whole fruits and vegetables that stay conveniently fresh in your freezer. They're ready to blend when you are. And they've also got incredible flatbreads. They've even got ice cream. They never use preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. And they're really good for you. And did I mention they taste amazing? It's the best self-care routine I've ever had. I personally love their mango and papaya smoothie or their acai and cherry smoothie. And you can have these smoothies like as a dessert, as a meal, anything that you're in the mood for, just pop it out of your freezer and it's right there for you. Get back more time to do you and take care of yourself this summer. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter code ACME to get $25 off your first box. That's code ACME for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com now. Have you ever told someone that they couldn't come in and then based on the way that they reacted to that, you were actually like, you know what? Maybe I will let this person in because they were so gracious or it's just a no means no. Um, no. It, I mean, there are times where it's like, it's a hard no. Uh, and then there's other times where people are like, they are like really super gracious and nice. And I'm like, you know what? Like if you come back in 30 minutes or you come back tomorrow at 10 PM, I'll let mm. you in. Mm, I love that. Yeah. This person obviously has stalked or followed your Instagram because they're asking Mary Kate or Ashley and why. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, you know, I like, I like Mary Kate, uh, despite the fact that Ashley, I would say is more so closer to my personality type, like, you know, really business oriented, very mm. pragmatic, you know, very in control. I like how Mary Kate is, you know, a free spirit. Mm -hmm. What fascinates you about Mary Kate and Ashley? 
So my Instagram started out, it's as a joke. Um, for anyone who is following me, I'm sure you know that I am the boy behind the boy about town. For those who don't, that's, uh, this is me. Um, <laughs> it started out like, yeah, as a farce. Like I was going through my um, breakup and it was sort of an outlet, but also I was tired of like posting selfies and life events. Like I, you know, really kind of reveled in the anonymity. So I took like two really famous photograph figures and juxtaposed them with captions about millennial existential dread. Um, both like boy problems and just like a case of the Mondays and, Mm. you know, mundane work things, um, that people, I guess, found it super relatable because, you know, now I have (laughs) a giant following, but it it started out as like a big joke. I, I like them as people. I respect them. Um, I think that they are the, um, epitome of what it means to be a successful child star and get on the other side of, you know, that fame while Mm. maintaining, you know, they're kind of like enigmas. They are enigmas. I mean, they're the only child stars that I know of that have achieved the success, but also like the low key-ness. Like the Row is like one of the best brands ever. And I feel like so often these celebrities will make these brands and they're so like cheap and like one-off and like... Walmart, which is nothing wrong with with Walmart. Like I love Jessica Simpson heels. Like they're perfect for a night out, but they have elevated fashion in yeah. in such a way. I'm just like, um, I think it's amazing, and they are they're so involved. Like, well, that, that's what's crazy is that they're so hands on that it's sort of like they're like, you know what? Maybe we're not so good at acting, but what we are good at cultivating this, you know, aesthetic that for me now has become they're the new American style. Like, I think that we'll look back on the row in 25 years and be like, you know, the row is up there with like Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Agreed. You know, they really are hands-on. And I think that the that's what makes the brand so great is that it's, they're really, you know, they're heart, uh, mind, body, and soul into mm. this into this brand. Agreed. Going back to like the nightlife world, nightlife in the city is it's such a such a thing. Like I feel like I go out in LA and I always have like the worst time. It's never fun. No one's dancing. It's just about like which celebrity is there and it sucks. Does there come a time or like an age or a place you're at in life where it's like not cute to be going out still? I think that while, you know, there are people that I know that are in their advanced stage that are still going out. And I think that there's something like really glamorous about it, Mm. but I think that it stops at one point being, you know, a five day a week show to being just like special appearances. You know, I always joke that if you get me to dinner and you know, it's a good dinner and the energy is really vibing and like people are texting us and being like, we should go out after this. Like, I'm totally like, let's, let's do it. Right. Um, but I am no longer going out like, well, back in the day, it was like, if there were eight days a week, I would, <laughs> would go out. <laughs> Literally. But I'm tired. And I also, I like to get up and, you know, go to the gym in the morning. And I don't think it's necessary, necessarily like an age. I think it's based on the person, like choose your own adventure, what works for you. Yeah. Um, granted, there are people that I see out that I'm like, I think you need to take some time off. Yeah, I feel like 
you're looking brittle. That's literally, <laughs> literally. The, so one of the recent times that I was at Acme, and obviously we're not naming names, but I saw somebody who definitely just got married and they were there and they were not acting married at all. And they were just like going off and doing really their own thing and like whatever they wanted. And I, I like couldn't help but like think like, how did they, you know, think that this is like something that they're getting away with? And part of it is like, do you think that some people trust like the gatekeeper like yourself or like a place like Acme so much that they actually like think it's like a safe haven, kind of like a what happens in Vegas, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it, we are a, an establishment that, that an establishment that is notorious for like, let your inhibitions free because right. while they're with social media and everything, there are, you know, peering eyes. But for the most part, like it, it is a safe place. Like same as like Paul's Baby Grand in Casablanca without, um, you know, that they don't allow flash photography. Mm. I mean, not the same, but it's kind of hard to capture a moment in the dark basement of Acme. But I mean, me personally, that's not my, like I'm such a like faithful, like loyal human mm-hmm. being. But you know, eventually things, I guess, come to the surface and people find out. And I think that's kind of unfortunate for, you know, whoever that person is married to. Agreed. That was, um, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, um, Somebody asked the do's and don'ts of waiting in line. And I feel like this is not just like Acme. This is probably like any line because no. people can just be, ugh. Do's and don'ts. Okay, so the, the waiting in line. I'll be honest. I have never wait, waited in a line a day in my life. If I see that the line is too long at my coffee shop, I still <laughs> yeah. wait in line. You know, time is super precious and like of the most valuable, unrenewable resource that we have. So um, with the waiting in line, there's totally a time where it's like, you know, waiting in line. Lots of times I will walk through the line and just handpick people. Um, but also like if you sort of like come up and are like, listen, I know that we're supposed to wait in the line, but it's just me and a girlfriend or me and, you know, two guys or whatever. And like a very confident, polite way, mm. chances are like you can, you can skip the line. Right, right. You know, I feel like a lot of big groups get in line and, you know, I walk through the line. I'm like, how many people? And they're like six. I'm like, I can't let in six people. Yeah. Um, I think lines work for places that are like, you know, that can hold a a large amount of people like look Brooklyn Mirage or something. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at Acme, like, you know, we have the line to keep things orderly. That's really what it is. And most of, I guess, the best spots in New York that are like intimate and, you know, exclusive Mm -hmm. are, are like the same way. Are ratios still a thing that matters? Like, you know how, like when I was growing up in the city, if like six guys got a table, they would be like, oh, we need like, we need four girls. We need five girls. Like, or no one cares about that. Ratios are still a thing. Like even like if it's like eight girls, like I'm like, I can't do that because I, I, we want it to be very balanced downstairs Mm -hmm. and not like, you know, some other nightlife groups where it's all models. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? Oh yeah. And, you know, ratios are a thing, but it's really, it's like based on, you know, I've turned away whole groups of girls 
because I'm like, ladies, like there's not strength in numbers when it comes to a nightclub like Acme. Like you gotta, like four is really like the sweet spot. And even then it's not a guarantee. You have, you really have to have a reservation. Yeah. Have you ever had like a heart to heart with a, a random patron um, who, you know, I feel like people will come up because there's no service in Acme. So people will come up and they'll have like a call, like maybe they'll call, maybe they're like on the phone crying, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, y- yes, actually. <laughs> there was this one patron, we actually like kind of started a book club. Like he was going through a bad breakup and I told him about my breakup and he, you know, I gave him a copy of Patty Smith's Just Kids. Oh, such a good book. I know. So good. And he gave me this, um, Hold Me Tight. It's like a relationship book, mm. um, that I read. It was really good. I mean, people tell me like really insane things like a therapist. Yeah. And you know, there's always times where people like, I give relationship advice all the time. Like people are like, like I'm, you know, this guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, babe, how old are you? 25 years old. These <laughs> yeah, are the like, best years on. of your uh-huh. life. Go downstairs. There are, there are beautiful men who aren't going to waste your time. Right. Like I'll introduce you to them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, I've seen people like crying, angry, and always like I, you know, I, there's a fine line. Like I, you know, I'm very caring and considerate, but then I'm also like, okay, babe, like you got to right. go downstairs. Got it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been hit on? So <laughs> yeah, actually really, you know, I don't know if anyone else has talked about this, but you know, this is like the horniest summer. Oh um, my God. No, everyone is just like getting it. Oh yeah. So this guy who came with like a group of patrons like was leaving and the past couple times that he's left have has like have like he's like planted a lip lock on me and every oh. time it catches me by surprise because <laughs> he's so good looking uh-huh. because it just like you know i'm i'm always expecting like hug and like kiss on a cheek have a good night but it really is just like a lip lock <laughs> oh my god um but I mean, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then last question about that, and then we're going to do some rapid fire poll questions. Yeah. Is there a dress code? Yes. No men in shorts. Mm. That's really like the big, and also like no flats. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting like a six inch, you know, cha-cha heel, you know, right. like, right. but Let's uh like we had the whole year to wear sweatpants and sandals and Birkenstocks and like, like do it up. Do it up. Yeah, like excess glamour sequins, you know, like let's look back on this year like the last year wasn't the worst one of our lives. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Some rapid fire poll questions. If your friends are traveling to visit your family for a week, is it expected of them to leave a thank you card? Um, always. I think the, the handwritten thank you card is so important. Mm-hmm. I will be invited to a barbecue at a friend's rooftop and write a handwritten thank you co- card. Like, uh, like someone does me the most minute favor. I'm, I'm writing a handwritten thank you card. I think that it's, you know, weak. Anyone can send a thank you text, a thank you email, taking the time to write a thank you card. Like, oh, you're getting invited to everything. I love that Virgo manners. Have you ever gotten a thank you card for, yes, for letting someone in? Um, <laughs> well, th- yes, kind of. This writer who's come in a couple times, who's 
fantastic. Um, actually, like I complimented him on his shoes and he was like, what size do you wear? And I told him, and he wrote me the most beautiful thank you card, like letting him in all the times and gave me a free pair of shoes. Oh my God. We love him. You send someone you're dating a text, but they only respond after viewing your Instagram story. Red flag or no big deal? I, th- I think red flag. I agree. You recently got out of a long relationship and it's only been a month. A friend texts you screenshots showing that your ex is now on a dating app. Was that rude of your friend? Yes, actually. Like, it, I think that like the wound is still pretty, pretty raw. Mm. And personally, like I actually ran into my ex on a dating app about a month after we broke up and I like shot him a text and was like, I was like, I just swiped right. <laughs> you better swipe right. <laughs> That's on hilarious. But yeah. What's the oldest that you date, let's say at 30, um, 40 or older than 40? 40. Mm. If you're newly seeing someone and your friend's wedding is coming up, but your significant other says they can't go with you because they had committed to a high school reunion, is that a red flag or no big deal? No big deal. I agree. Like, I'm so over everyone thinking they need to go to weddings always with their significant other. Like, go alone. Live your life. Agreed. A hundred percent. Like, also, like, it's not... I don't know if you know this, but, like, weddings are expensive. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it's like $100 a plate. Like, are you going to actually be in a relationship with this person in three months? Right. It's ridiculous. They take out bondage straps the first time you have sex. Um, Red flag or hot. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on sort of the mood. Like, mm. I mean, I, am I going to see this person again? Like, you know, oh, I don't, I'm kind of in the middle. I can't. Really... I agree. I would be into it. I've, I definitely have that kink side. Would you be suspicious of someone who commented on your significant other's Instagram photo of you two if you've never heard of them or met them before? No. Yeah. Like they're being supportive. That's all that matters. If your ex tells you they're getting coffee with one of your friends, but your friend didn't tell you, should you ask them about it or wait for them to tell you? I like to wait for them to tell you and see how long it takes them. Mm. Yeah. I'm, and I am notoriously very territorial about my friends. So, you know, everyone knows like you better tell him because if he finds out he's... He's going to be pissed. It's a reckoning. Oh, Yeah. Your partner has no interest in talking about their previous relationships. Red flag or no big deal? Mm, no big deal. Really? But I don't like, but but it's like after how many times? Like it's sort of like, you know, I I don't think he, I want them to go in depth. I'd say red flag. Like you should be honest about your previous relationships. Mm, and acne related uh, rapid fire. Is okay. there a list? <laughs> yes. Wait, there actually is. Yeah, kind like it's a mental list. It's a mental list. Everyone who texts me, like, there's like obviously people who come in. There's super regulars. There's super VIPs. There's like when you email me, I'm yeah. like, or like when, um, like, but but like maybe Ari's coming in. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I love her so yeah, much. Same. Um, amazing. Do you have a quote or piece of advice, Frankie, that has helped you throughout the years or maybe that will just like help our listeners? Maybe it's nightlife related. Maybe it's just life stuff. Yeah, sure. I I actually, I can read it to you. 
I wasn't expecting this, but it works. I love it. I'm excited. <clears throat> and this is like a personal, I came up with this quote, impulsive behavior has gotten me neither anywhere good nor bad, yet it has gotten me everywhere I have ever needed to go. I love that. That's so not Virgo of, of a mm-hmm. quote, but I, I think it's true. I think we need to act out of our comfort zone to get where we want to go. Absolutely. Like, you know, blindly jump off the cliff. You know, life is too short. You know, like also like let the night take you somewhere really crazy. Um, mm. You know, on 4th of July, I convinced a bunch of people after Casablanca to go to battle him, which is like a gay rave. And, <laughs> and I didn't tell them what we were doing. I was like, we're just going to go to a rave. It's going to be fun. And they walk in and everyone is shirtless and we had a blast. That's amazing. Actually, I'm curious. So when you go to a place like Casablanca, do they know that you are you? Well, I mean, I've I've known Paul for like right. uh, like 14 years now. Yeah. So pre-acne, like they knew me. But okay. um, now it's really interesting because despite having like all this, all these like personal and kind of business relationships within Nightlife, we're very supportive of each other. Like I'll text, you know, um, them, them at Casa. I'm like, hey, like I have a, a patron who wants to come by. Can I right. over? Oh, or great. like, you know, it's very quite supportive, mm-hmm. um, but not everyone gets that treatment. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, it's so funny. I was at Casablanca a few weeks ago and the music was so good. I went up to the DJ and I was like, hey, I would love to like book you for an event in the future. And it was just so loud and like he didn't understand. And so he thought I was asking for his number. So, <laughs> so, so he just like gives me his cell phone number and he's like, yeah, shoot me a text. And my boyfriend's like, what was that? And I was like, forget it. It's just, yeah. it's just what happens. Can you tell us where to find you, follow you and... I'm so scared to say, but possibly slide into your DMs, which are going to get extremely inundated after this. I'm yeah, sure. perfect. Can't wait. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Boy About Town. You won't find my face on it. It is pretty anonymous, but I answer most of the DMs. Who knows? I might just like raffle off entries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, we should do that when we release this. That would be hysterical. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's where you to find me. It's the best, easy. You can probably also find me like muffeting around downtown New York most days, getting lunch at San Ambrose. Mm, the best. You know. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Frankie. Oh my God, Lindsay, such a pleasure. What am I going to see you next? I think I might come tomorrow night. Perfect. Can't wait. Amazing. All right. I'll see you soon. <laughs> 